welcome back to our show. This is The Dangerous Dames. I'm Dr. Lee Merritt, once an orthopedic and spinal surgeon, and now a professional medical rebel. And before I introduce my uh, good dangerous dame friend, Courtney Turner from the Courtney Turner Podcast, I have to say we have a dangerous dude with us again today. Uh, we don't have too many dudes with us, but this is John Richardson from the Richardson Nutrition Center. And we're going to talk about some things that uh, I think should should wake you up about the nature of cancer and, and the government as well. So anyway, thanks for joining us, Courtney. Hello. I have my uh, big bag of uh, bitter <laughs> apricot seeds. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I'm interested in, in um, Mr. Richardson's story because I got to tell you, I remember, I mean, I, I'm a member of the Flat Earth or was. I'm a, I'm a recovering physician now, but I remember this whole thing about Laetril. And I don't remember it called B17 back then. The Laetril, right. they called it that because they didn't want to give it any imprimatur of actual science. You know, they just tried to dispel it. And, and I will tell you that the whole, anything that goes against the cancer narrative, like ivermectin, they go after tooth and nail to make you look like an idiot, to bring it yeah. down, because this whole part of the Truman Show, this huge part of the medical Truman Show is about the cancer treatments because they're so expensive. There's such big money in that more than anything else. They don't get money on the common cold. They make money on cancer. Well, didn't they arrest some doctors uh, based on uh, oh, recommending yeah. latrils? And uh, so speak of the expense, we had done a show on cancer and it was a minimum of $150,000 per patient. Right. And it's illegal to treat with anything other than surgery, uh, radiation, or uh, chemotherapy, which is- and, and there are some other things that have been thumped too. Um, the Coley's- there, the Coley's technique of putting an infection in the area of the primary tumor and, and then the body's immune cells see it and then go after it. Mm -hmm. And, and what, whatever, the, whatever tumor, tumors, whatever cancer turns out to be, and I think it is parasites, the fact mm -hmm. is there are things that treat those that are not chemotherapeutic agents and they work better. And the problem is that they have purposely gone after this because it's, it's part of the agenda, not just of making money, but along the way of limiting our lifespans and making and giving us a fear to stay in the Truman Show. You know, it's like Truman had to have a fear of water to stay on the island. We have to have a fear of cancer and infectious disease and these little viruses that don't really exist. I mean, it's, it's, that's part of the whole thing. So I'm really interested in hearing what he has to say. Yeah, I am too. Let, let's bring him on. All righty. Hi, it is a pleasure to be here and any morning I can wake up and know that I'm going to talk to some more people about the truth is a good morning. And so I want to make it 100% clear that that I don't uh, ever think or my dad never thought that one one item, laetrile or B17 or apricot seeds is the end all to be all to uh, what cancer is. Cancer is a deficiency disease and a immune system disease. So anything that harms your immune system or doesn't supports your immune system, makes it uh, more difficult for you to fight off cancer. Uh, however, I will say without any question of a doubt, having been involved in this industry for 50 years, well, 30 years myself and 50 plus years with my dad's experience as well, that the most demonized, most uh, effective natural treatment on its own has been Laetro. That's the one they demonize the most. There's many other treatments they've demonized. And when it comes to parasites, I wholeheartedly agree that parasites contribute to the disease of cancer. And typically, those who have the amount of amygdala that they need in their system prior to being introduced to parasites don't get the parasites. 
I don't believe that Laetrile, in my mind, I'm not a scientist, nor am I a doctor. I don't believe that it's an anti-parasitic. I think that if you have parasites and you have cancer, which are hand, hand in glove in many cases, you need to do anti-parasitics along with it, like ivermectin or some of the other, you know, a diatomaceous earth or some of the other treatments. But Ed Griffin and my father both said in the 70s that they didn't know of anybody that regularly eats nitrosides at the proper level that ever came down with cancer. And Ed's 92, and you were at his 90th birthday party, and he would tell you that if you asked him today. Uh, does he know anybody that's ever died of cancer that's regularly eating nitrosides? Now, I do it with apricot seeds. I, I this, I've, I've eaten 20 so far today, and I, I usually finish the day with, with about uh, – 40 by the end of the day, which is about 800 milligrams of amygdalin. And if you Google that, the system, the medical system out there, or the, the big uh, pharma system tells you, you could die from eating three apricot seeds. And I tell people, <laughs> That's that insane. Cool, I'd be long since dead. And I'm going to, I'm about to prove that again, but we sell hundreds of thousands of pounds of apricot seeds over the last 35 years. And we, we don't have a single case, a credible case of anybody even being probably close to dying because the, the, the science just doesn't work that way. Let's just put it that way. Now, what is the, what's the chemical you just said was in apricot seeds? What's the amygdalin? Amygdalin is amygdalin. made up of four uh, compounds. Amygdalin laetrile. Amygdalin is the, the, it's found in 1200 different foods, a, uh, apple seeds, apricot seeds, millet, barley, lima beans, the list goes on and on. If you eat those foods, you don't need Richardson nutritional center. You don't need Laetrile if you eat those 1,200 foods. And I have a friend who wrote a book, Cancer-Free with Food, and it's chock full of, of, of nutritional things that are full of nitrosides. And I even got her convinced her to put a, a, a section about amygdalin because she spoke. And I said, you, know, you talk about all these things, but you never mentioned it. She goes, yeah, because it's so controversial, they'll take me off the, the platform. But my mom cured her cancer, breast cancer, with apricot seeds. So people will talk about it. We all talk about it amongst ourselves but we self-censor when we're out there in the public. And I don't self-censor anymore. I used to uh, for my whole life, but the last five or six years, I'm telling the story, telling my dad's story. And the truth has been out there since for 50 to 100 years that we have the answer to cancer. And these are many brave doctors back in the 70s that put their necks on the line and the AMA and FDA took them all out. And my dad's picture uh, is in, in here one of these doctors, even though he 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 was well spoken, talk, talked all over the world, they still were able to take him out because the medical establishment wouldn't let this message get out there. Yesterday, and I'm firing a lot of these things at you because I'm excited. Yesterday, I went to Northern California and we opened a truckload full, a container full of 50 years of history from the Cancer Control Society, which has been around for 50 years and had doctors speaking every year, and they have videotapes of all these doctors speaking, and all these patients that have been treated and cured, and that only exists in that trailer in Northern California. My dad's book, through the system, I can't even get it reprinted, even though I have G. Edward Griffin has the, the ability to do it. We, it's, it hasn't been able to be reprinted for a year and a half, and copies of itself for $500 a copy on Amazon, if you look right now. That's, it's crazy. they don't want you to have it. <laughs> they don't want you to have it. And I'm his, I, my dad has the copyright. I'm his son. And I can't get my good friend Gio Griffin to concentrate because he's working hard getting a uh, uh, creature from Jekyll Island, which everybody wants to know about. He's trying to get that 
republished because the, the, the company that was originally doing all this publishing got bought out by a liberal company. And, you know, we all have our stories. So my, my biggest problem I have is I have too much information and not enough time to get it out there. Uh, so right. the answers are here and I'm, and I'm trying to share them as I best as I can with people. So sorry for, for taking over the stage, but the, the parasite question that everybody goes, well, I think it's parasites. Yes, absolutely. I think that's part of the issue. But it, it's not mutually exclusive, and I think well, that I don't. Has- I, okay, so I'm going to have to I'm going to have to take this up a little bit. I have to say that having done pretty extensive research in this whole issue of cancer and parasites, I think cancer, I think parasites are the cause of cancer, and in a hundred percent, apparently a hundred percent of patients with cancer, you can find parasites that are coming out of their cells that are in their bloodstream. Uh, we just haven't been looking for them. Now, having said that that doesn't negate the ability of this stuff to prevent you from getting so things that are it turns out a, a ketogenic they don't diet like bitters. right right so a ketogenic diet is also good for cancer bad for parasites high carbohydrate is bad for you it's bad for cancer it's good for parasites everything that's bad for parasites is bad for cancer everything that's good is good and that's what i've been noticing so it turns out i think what we're going to find out is in the actual how this works somehow along the lines can't uh, parasites really hate it i have a feeling that we're gonna i have a feeling nobody's probably done that i don't know but i think it is interesting i was just since you mentioned it i it, there was a 2022 article in um in biomolecules so this is though so this isn't the new england journal of medicine this is how it starts it has to go through the basic science guys and then a lot of times it gets buried before it gets to medicine but this is from uh, uh, obviously foreign researchers but they say they're talking about how the fact that amygdalin has been kind of demonized and it says regrettably research has has uh, shown that hcn which is a product when they artificially take these uh the the apricot stuff and they they make they they chemically in other words the big pharmaceutical companies takes it they they mess with it chemically then it's dangerous and then they tell you the whole thing is dangerous but they're saying that um that they, they did this review and they said on this extensive update, the characteristics, antioxidant potential, gastrointestinal microbiota intervention, anti-cancer therapeutic, um, atherosclerosis, anti-inflammatory, immunomodulary and analgesic characteristics. And it says it can improve your digestive and reproductive system. Neuro, it'll stop, it'll slow neurodegeneration, all these different things. And then they go on to say that studies verified that the HCN produced amygdalin to be harmful orally, but only at very high doses. You know, that's another the little thing they always do to demonize things. You know, oh, yeah. they, they, studies, you can overdose studies. with water if you do it in a big enough yeah. Well, I have studies from, uh, from the, all sorts of resources that they found, Krebs in the 70s found that uh, pure amygdalin, pure amygdalin, which he called laetrile. That's the only difference between laetrile and right. amygdalin is that one's pure, one's found in food that it was less toxic to animals than sugar. So if you fed the same amount of sugar to an animal, like at high doses they were doing, they were doing dosages that would t- you'd have to eat, you know, 5,000 apricot seeds to get to that level. Sincerely, right. um, I eat a 40 a day regularly at a hundred at trade shows. The Hunzas would eat, you know, the Hunzas they studied would eat 200 a day and they lived to be 130 years old. Now I'm not going to say that's the only reason they lived to be 130 right, years old. Right, but- had clean water, clean air, and all the other stuff. But every society that Ed Griffin could find that ate high amounts of nitrilocytes had very low uh, uh, rates of cancer. 
So no question again, the parasites are, are part of the situation and I'm not, I would never like my dad, I went through my, I've gone through my dad's uh, stories and he, he originally thought Laetrile was a silver bullet. Like it was the answer to everything. All you had to do was do that and eat sugar and smoke cigarettes and do whatever else. And they were going to cure their cancer. And he soon found out that that wasn't the case. If he didn't have the whole metabolic therapy, including right. vitamin C, vitamin D, uh, you know, lowering the amount of uh, animal proteins you take in because your proteolytic enzymes, your, your uh, pancreas doesn't operate for whatever reason never operates in a cancerous patient as well as it does with a, uh, with a healthy person, a person with a good immune system. So all of these things combined together was what he considered laetrile therapy. And the Gerson therapy, which is the other most demonized therapy in Mexico to this day, includes laetrile as part of the therapy. They're basically my father's uh, metabolic therapy and a lot of doctors that use that and the Gerson therapy are basically the same thing with a couple of things added in or, or subtracted. So what I was talking about, about the four molecules, benzaldehyde and cyanide and two of glucose is what amygdala is. The only way to separate that is to enter beta glucosidase. So that is what the FDA did in the laboratory yeah. to release the, uh, the uh, cyanide poisoning and, call, and said, oh, look, it's poisonous. It's We're going to die and make this. <laughs> but in the body, the only place that you get beta glucosidase is at a cancer cell. So the only place it's appreciable, like 3,000 times a normal cell and in a body, in a normal human body, you have rhodonase at the healthy cells, which break apart the cyanide and benzaldehyde that make them analgesics. So not yeah, only no. does... And what does that say about the cells? See, to me, it says, why would, why would only cancer cells have that? Well, because parasites have a... We're, talking about, we're not talking about gut parasites, by the way. We're talking about microscopic, invisible to the eye, uh, sub, sub, you know, microscopic parasites are intracellular. But they've changed. They, they have a specific metabolism that's very different than our metabolism. And that's why, that's why ketogenic diets work, because they need oxidative... They, they, they can't do... Uh, or they don't like oxidative metabolism. They like anaerobic metabolism. And so they're changing the metabolism and they're changing now, but they must have, I bet you if we, and I'll bet you nobody does it because nobody wants us to know, but, but and, I, and this is not the thing that the average person has the capability of doing in a home lab, but I'll bet you if you check parasites for that metabolic ability that you're going to find, they have it and you can't find one cell in the human body that does. That's going to that is right. and actually that's an interesting point because if that's the thing, that's why it's so preventive. When you take it when it's small before it gets established, you know, the, the, your point is good. When you have cancer established, you have to then you can't just no no treatment by itself is doing it because people are so debilitated. You've got to build up their immune system and their whole you got to you got to do the whole thing. But before that, this is where this thing plays a huge role because you're just taking it because now you're not in fact, that's one of the reasons I want to take it is because it, I know I was riddled with parasites. I was a pre-cancer victim. I had night sweats and all this kind of stuff. I've gotten that down. I mean, I did anti-parasitic treatment. I don't have the symptoms now, but you know, you always have some parasites. So this would be, this would be the great adjuvant to do. I mean, I'm, I'm really into this. Well, I'm, I'm excited that, that I get to talk to you about it because um, I, I, I have a challenge myself that if I can't get the answers for somebody or get case histories or studies, then no one can. Rick Hill, like the, the 50 year survivor says, John, you're kind of like the, the guy now. And I, that's a little bit of pressure, but everybody else is afraid of the word Laetrile or B17, but now it's taking on a life of its own and we're getting doctors, clinics, 
they're having such amazing results that that we're blown away and we're starting to collect these results and people will say, I'm going to be a case study. I had cancer. I did the treatment. I no longer have it. I, I've mm-hmm. done it. And so it's scary because when we start publishing and letting that go out there, they're going to come out there and say, we're treating cancer. And we have said for the last 35 years, we're not treating anything. We're just helping the immune system. We're just boosting the immune system. Okay. Tell these stories to let people know what kind of stories can happen, but I'm not a doctor. I'm not, I don't give people treatment courses. But I do tell them what my dad did. And so you're the, I have a very close friend. She actually performed the wedding ceremony at my wedding in October. Oh. And she is a true believer in that cancer is parasitic and that it, it, it's that there's parasites. And her, her name is Inessa. And I'll love to introduce you sometime. She is having 100% success rates with combining her, her uh, antiparasitics like CBDA and Laetrile and some other treatment forms that she's, she's telling it. me I'm having a hundred percent success rate. Yeah. Uh, and I don't use the word C-U-R-E cause I don't know where this video ends up, but she's having a hundred success, hundred percent success rate with her patients, making them have a wonderful, great life going forward. If they commit to making the changes they need to make. Right. So it's an exciting time. It really we is. Have My dad had the answer and now we're telling the answer. The truth is it's not something people have to die from anymore. They can wake up and and just do the right things and they can they can live a long healthy life still see and this brings up the question of what the real i mean obviously everybody wants to say the motive of the bad guys is all about money but i don't i i mean courtney and i've talked about this a lot we don't think it's all about money there's a much more evil agenda here and the question is you know because it, it, they, and they, by the way, the other thing they do is by blaming cancer on a host of un, you, things you cannot avoid. You know, people say, remember yeah. that ALR scare? And then it was something else. There's always a million things that call oh, this is California has determined that, you know, breathing air causes cancer. I mean, it's ridiculous. And it and it so it's it has a lot of benefit to the bad guys. It makes you confused so that you kind of give up thinking that anybody knows anything about this. The, it's just, I'll be fatalistic. You know, if it happens, it happens. There's nothing I can do. And that is, then they've won. You see, that's what, that's what this is about. This is, they want a lower lifespan. They don't want us to suck off the Medicare dollars that they gave us. And they, you know, they didn't expect to have to put up with us this long. And so I think this is going to really torque them when we, when we actually start figuring this all out. And I think you've done, a, this is a huge thing. Well, yeah. it's, it's exciting because I will tell you that that uh, we, it is not just about money. It's, it's, yeah. it's probably more about our souls and control exactly. and mm-hmm. evil and yeah. evil is very hard to understand. If you're a good person, if you're a God fearing person, whatever God you follow, evil is very hard to understand because they get pleasure out of pain and they get pleasure out of destruction and they get pleasure out of uh, hurting and harming. And they think of us as insects and they always have, yep. and they always will. They, when they get together and talk about us, we're useless eaters. We are the, the <laughs> gum on the bottom of their shoes. And so it's hard to just understand well, why would they let us die of cancer? You know, my doctor cares about me. Well, yes, your doctor does, but he was trained in a medical university like my dad was nice. that were paid for by big pharma. And they paid your books by big pharma and they give you a food supplement by big pharma. Then when you graduate, they start sending out drug reps from big pharma that they are promoting. They'll, they'll take you out to a $10,000 dinner uh, paid for by big pharma. 
everything in the middle. I must have missed that. What's that? <laughs> I must have missed <laughs> that. I was never invited to a big fancy dinner by big. Well, farm. you weren't prescribing enough chemotherapy then, because the doctor <laughs> at fifty-five thousand for a course of one chemotherapy, they're getting twenty thousand dollars kickbacks. Um, so, and there's you know the 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 the, the way the system works yeah. is they keep supporting big pharma, big medicine, big the big answer rather than supporting the, the cheap versions of keeping us healthy. I don't take a single pharmaceutical, probably never will, unless I get in a car accident. I probably won't ever go to a hospital again. I'm going to live a long, healthy life. And most of the people I know like me that don't take pharmaceutical drugs and, and all the different things. Right. I'm not saying modern medicine for the treatment of a car accident would not be my first choice. Or when I got my bicycle accident had to, and I got a separate shoulder, I had to go have surgery. And I was very happy with my son was born with a heart problem, had to have open heart surgery. Those type of things is what medicine should be, not treating uh, deficiency diseases is what I believe 100% cancer is that then also can be susceptible from all of the other things like parasites that your body uh, has to fight off that can't anymore. So I just, I want to make sure that we're not, you don't think I'm disagreeing with you that parasites are an important thing in, in the cancer world, but I believe that if someone has the proper nutrition, the proper immune system, and it's very well bolstered, they can battle off the the uh, the uh, parasites with their immune system. That's that's my right. Point no, I think that's what it is. I think that's the basis of it, because right. to because otherwise we have to find what we're going to have to do is if if like these doctors are showing in the Germans the Germans guys and I can't remember the institute where they did this, but when they're showing that a hundred percent of these patients have parasites. If we don't believe that's the basis of it, we have to find some patients with cancer that they can't find any parasites in. That's that's well, going to be the interesting point. But 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 I have I agree with you. I, I think that that's where we're going to find it's a it, Warburg said in the 20s. It's a metabolic disease. It's not a DNA problem. That's the other thing they kept telling us. It's a DNA problem. And Otto Warburg had that and uh, he figured it out, but he couldn't prove it. He couldn't walk the dog down the stages. I, I have one question uh, about the parasites before we get to that, um, because you were saying that if we didn't experiment, then we would need to find cancer patients who don't have parasites. However, uh, before you we were also saying that pretty much everybody has parasites. Well, that's my point. The, Fine, if, yeah. if, if we don't believe that parasites are the thing, then we have right. to find some other reason for it. You know, we know it's yeah. not the we know it's not what the DNA problem that they're talking about because yeah, that just doesn't sure. fit. Okay, that doesn't fit right. the facts that we know. So yeah. We, we, if, well, I if think, we're going to find, like, like we can, the point is if you, if you're going to find it, you can't really prove a negative, but right. if you see every patient and every patient so far has parasites, like the MS thing, if all the MS mm -hmm. patients have parasites, then right. it's reasonable to conclude that's what's going on here because, but, but, but you have to find me an MS patient that doesn't have parasites to break the mold, to have me start looking at other things. You see what I'm, I, well, I'm wondering if also it's a matter of uh, how the body is handling the parasites. So, well, yeah, like it, it's, it, it, it's it could volume. also be that everybody has parasites, but they're not always a problem for everybody. Right, because you're, what he's common. talking about, your immune system is yeah. good. And that's why if this this is why it's such a preventive thing to take this is because yeah. it's it's improving the immune system. It's stopping it before these things get started. It doesn't it doesn't mean you're completely flushing the cells. We can't prove that. But you can it, right. the 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 people with the stronger, if we all have parasites to some degree, the people with a stronger immune system are going to have the least likely chance of having the cancer break out because that's what it is. It's overgrowth of parasitic egg sacs is essentially what we're talking about. So, right. yeah. 
This is uh, Dr. This is Dr. Uh, Sigamora Kanemetsu Sigura. Uh, he was uh, uh, the main uh, scientist at the Sloan Kettering Institute in the 70s. When mm-hmm. Sloan Kettering took on the Laetrile uh, story, there was a young doctor there. His name is Ralph Moss. And he uh, started a, um, a little behind-the-scenes newsletter called Second Opinion because he was watching them lie about Laetrile studies <laughs> at Sloan Kettering. <laughs> Proving, uh, Dr. Sigamora proved that that, that rats that were treated with Laetrile uh, stopped the cancer spread. And he did it 39 times out of 39. Document, this is all in the documents. But Sloan Kettering, the, the board of directors from Sloan Kettering said, no, we don't, we don't agree with that because it was all paid for by Big Pharma. We want another guy to come into a study. They paid a doctor a million dollars in the early 70s to come in, run the study one more time. And he proved... There it is. Boy, your guy behind the scenes is amazing. <laughs> Ralph Moss, uh, pr- they proved that cancer, that Laetrile worked at Sloan Kettering and they covered it up and lied to the American public and only announced the million dollar last study that showed that saline worked better against cancer than did Laetrile because they all used the blind study with these mice. Dr. Moss is still alive and he wrote this book, The Cancer Industry, he has a whole section about Laetrile. Dr. Moss disagrees with me that that Laetrile is an actual treatment for cancer. He just thinks it's, it's helps stops metastasizing the tumors. But I have way too many thousands of stories of people with stage four cancer that write in and talk about wiping out their cancer with Laetrile to believe that there's not something more than just stopping the metastases. So, okay, so what uh, you're what you're talking about there are case reports. Now, here, I'll just tell you what's been happening in my life in medicine. That used to be part of journal articles. I mean, we would have lots of, your, your journal would have these double-blind studies and all these things that they think are high-powered. But not everybody, that, that's not important in every type of problem. You know, you don't do a double-blind study of parachute use, you know. So, <laughs> although that was, a, that was a joking article that came out in the British Journal that we should, and use the people that want evidence-based medicine as the first volunteers for the study. But anyway... The point being is that in now, if you talk to these young docs and these people in the universities, and even probably Dr. Moss got a little dose of this, is that we only accept the evidence that we want to accept. And so by excluding case studies and review of the literature, that used to be a big thing. I've got 30 cases here. What do they have in common? Let's just see and look at this. They've excluded that from medical teaching now. You don't, they're considered low power studies that have essentially no meaning. That's the, they did that because of what you're just talking about. Well, there's, the system there's, is there's, up. there's, there's many studies uh, of Laetrile that having, or uh, amygdalin having effect on apoptosis of cells and, you know, separate from the human, just in, in petri right. dishes and all that's great. And there's those studies, but there's also studies paid for by big pharma where they literally tell you. That 100% of the patients in the studies that took Laetrile died of cyanide poisoning. That's a study that exists that was paid for by Big Pharma. Complete lie, because if that were true, I would have thousands of people that died of, of Laetrile poisoning. I, I sell you know hundreds of orders daily and thousands of pounds of apricot seeds, and right. I've never heard one story of anybody doing that. The worst story you hear is maybe someone gets an upset stomach because they took too much. This young man is a case study that I like to talk about because he was six years old when I was six years old at my dad's <laughs> office. And he went to a, a medical a, a clinic in the Bay Area and was diagnosed with terminal cancer that had spread from to his liver, his spleen, his spine, and he was sent home to die. He was given six weeks to live 
and told his parents were told to take him home and, you know, uh, get ready to bury your son, you know, three years after he got the treatment from my dad, my dad was writing this book and he invited his family to come back to his clinic, get re x-rayed and and show what his results were three years later. He is now 59 years old. He's an Alaskan crab fisherman. He's still alive, still takes lay until this day and still, uh, you know, browns. He still walks and, and does brownie. Now, I'm, sh- I'm sure he doesn't drink, you know, uh, cognac every night and smoke cigars either. He probably has a healthy lifestyle to live that long. But this is not a rare story. These are the ongoing, regular uh, Who's that? clinics calling, ordering one uh, box of vials of B17 that we sell. We don't put it on our website. One box, and then weeks later, two, five boxes, now 20 boxes. Now every week they're calling because of the results they're getting are phenomenal, but we, we advise the doctors all the time. Don't ever tell a patient that you're treating their C word with Laetro. You're not treating anything to do with C. You're treating their immune system to give them vitamin yeah. C, D, vitamin E, uh, antiparasitics, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, whatever your course is to, to fight it. And it's not, it's all to help the immune system. So right. now, was that kid, was that kid have osteosarcoma? Was that his tumor? What was his tumor? Uh, I'm just curious. Looks like yeah. the X-rays. I can't from yeah, a distance. Uh, no osteosarcoma. Yeah. See, yeah, yeah. you can tell the doctor. Uh, no, I'm an orthopedic surgeon. I don't know. <laughs> I probably also know the guy in the Bay Area that saw him. <laughs> well, that was my dad. That was, that was no, my no. Father. I mean the orthopedic surgeon that probably was oh, playing in. Uh, on the, my, dad was, my dad was the head classic. of Doctors Hospital. Do you remember Doctors Hospital in, in the San Francisco Bay Area? Do you remember that hospital called the Doctors Hospital in Albany or not in? Uh, Emeryville, I think it's no longer exists. My dad. Yeah, was, I don't remember that. But my dad was in his previous life was an ear, nose, and throat specialist until he discovered cancer and nutritional treatment for cancer, and then he became world famous, uh, and you know, basically uh, lost his license, lost his uh, his business. They raided him with guns drawn with the California FDA, put him in jail with all of his nurses, took away all of his patient records and documents. And eventually he died, you know, at six, it, he went into a coma at 63 and died at 66, way too young. I'm 59. You know, I think of myself as a teenager still. So, so my dad. And uh, who ordered the raid? Who was, who uh, actually? The, the California AMA uh, under the California anti-quackery law. It was, either, it was, the, it was them and the, the, uh, you know, the medical boards. I don't know exactly specifically the, the government agency, but it was because yeah, see, of the is- California. This is amazing because I'm telling you, this is what I've learned. And I've learned it by watching this whole thing with the doctors in COVID being taken to task, including myself, to the medical board. They have no subpoena authority. The medical boards are not part of the government. They're a corporate entity, actually. So yeah. so the question is, and then my friend, um, Bishop Mark Grennan, his, he had the, the uh, he does chlorine dioxide, which is being treated now like Laetrile was back then, back a number of years and he got he got arrested in Colombia. He was doing a missionary. He was a missionary. He was treating people for free, the poorest of the poor, having great cures of things that that modern medicine can't cure. And they were and, and he was not even pushing this for for COVID, but by reporting on it in COVID patients, by reporting on chlorine dioxide in COVID patients, a worldwide radio broadcast he had, because patients were calling him and telling him, "I took this stuff and it cured my cure." It COVID. He reported on that. The next day, these. Uh, gendarmes from Colombia come to arrest him and they see his compound and he's doing this for free and they kind of are so nonplussed they walk away but eventually they ended up getting him yeah and uh 
he sat in jail for two years in Colombia. Now he's in jail in the federal penitentiary in Florida with his sons. And, um, and, and for what? Again, who, it, was the, it must have been the FDA, apparently, according to him, the FDA sent the, the Colombian police to arrest him. Now, how did we get a situation where the FDA has this power? This is the we're we're in a because we've, because we've acquiesced because yeah, we've acquiesced right. and we believe when they go in to arrest somebody that they must have done something wrong and so we have right. a police state we have a medical yeah. state and these FDA agents don't know their head from a hole in the ground I've talked to many of them they know who I am the science oh by the way there's an FDA guy that worked for them for forty years that regularly comes up to me at Clay Clark events and regularly befriends me and talks to me regularly eats apricot seeds and, and tells me he knows he's work. And I beg him to come out and tell people, but he's on their pension. So he's a great guy. He'll tell you, he, he said, we studied it. Yeah, we knew it worked. Everybody, you know, it was kind of like, and you know, depending on who they wanted to go after, if a doctor was really starting to tell everybody about it, and it was really starting to take hold. That's the guy they would go after the guy that kept it quiet and just treated, you know, his family, friends and some patients. They didn't go after that guy. They didn't make a scene out of him, even though he's doing the same thing. And my dad said, you know, and that's the same thing with COVID, to be honest. Yeah. That's the same issue. It really is. Yeah, there's doctors. There's, there's, a, there's a doctor in L.A. that's the head of emergency in L.A. And he's become a friend of mine. He saved G. Errol Griffin's life. And I know you probably heard this story, Dr. Lee, that he stopped Ed from getting remdesivir. And he knows that Latrell works. And I got pictures of him with apricot seeds and B-17 and nose. But he won't come out either because he's getting ready to retire and his whole pension is that. And I, but he, he has texted me, say, John, I'm ready. And then, oh, well, you know, every money is a big motivator. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's the truth. And they control us with money because you get to an important point. And what do you do if you're ready to retire? You can't start a new career to get your pension back. Well, some of know? us did. Some of us well, got some, completely yeah. cancel cultured. And yeah. you just have to take on the fight in a different way. Now, you know, the other problem is we've been too dependent on thinking that our government job or our government pension is always going to be there. And it's not. Yeah. And so no. it's time for people to start thinking for them and, and earning their own way in the world and doing something else, whatever it takes, you know, chicken eggs. Yeah. Well, I'm seeing doctors. I'm seeing many doctors, including a friend of mine, crispy cancer and others. And, 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 um, going with the model of, you know, a, a, a monthly membership fee for their, for a group of right. people there, that they're trained, that they, they can call anytime. Uh, Dr. Lee, what do I do with this? Or what do I do with that? And you're just giving them suggestions about what to eat, how to do. My wife is, is, is smarter than most medical doctors in not counting you uh, in nutrition. And when I say, well, I have, we have this or that, she goes, Oh, we'll take, you know, swish around coconut oil and it'll suck out the, uh, the bacteria that's yeah. bad bacteria mouth or, Whatever it we is, call it oil pulling. Oil pulling. Yeah. Oil pulling. And I've never heard of that. I've been a nutrition. What's it called, know. Courtney? Oil, oil pulling. pulling. Yeah. Oh, oil it's supposed to pull out because it's antimicrobial. So it's supposed to pull out. You know, yeah, you just the... don't swallow it afterwards and say that. So right. I you spit it out. Exactly. But I, I, I started using it when I got, when they told me, we're going to get this, you know, root canal, another root canal. And, you know, I've had naturopathic dentists say, don't get root canals. So anyway, she said, don't do that. You do this oil pulling and I have no tooth pain. And I feel it's like, you know, it's something you forget to do, but you just. Well, does do she have a cure for tinnitus? Because I'm going to tell you, I have been able to solve everything except that. The, you know, the in your ears. Oh, yeah, tinnitus. She, you may, just... 
Yeah. She, she, oh, she, she let me know. Oh, well, that's, you know, Chris, you know, Chris, her name's Chris Richardson now. Uh, matter of fact, she, she, uh, she's the CEO of uh, now Patriot.tv and, and she, you know, she, I think she, she wants to rebroadcast this uh, podcast on our show. Yeah. We talked about you guys this yeah. morning. She said two days ago, Hey, remind me to talk about Lee Merritt. And I said, okay. And I texted her. We never talked about you. And then Jan said, Oh, you're on a podcast today with Dr. Lee Merritt. And I said, you know, okay, God is working ways like, you know, I've, I've met you, Dr. Lee, a couple of times at trade shows, but we've never really. Yeah, we just haven't had a chance. You're all, well, that's because you're always swamped with people wanting your, your those tasty bars like me. I was so good. <laughs> I do. We need more Jan of them. Jan warned me. Jan said, Lee's going to bug you about that. And we're trying to get a <laughs> We're trying to get a made, but it's, you go down these paths with these people and then yeah. some attorney someplace says, oh, well, you know, Latrell, you can die of cyanide poisoning with that stuff, you know. It's, it's, That's it's, too bad. We're, it's not, we're going to get it done, but we're, 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 you know, I'm excited and I always know I'm doing the right thing because the devil and the evil ones are always trying to knock it down. And it just yeah. it makes you laugh at a certain point. Yeah. It makes you laugh. Yeah, uh, it does. We, had, we uh, went with my pillow, Mike, and I'm calling him out on the show. We want this company to go list our products on his website and some board of thing up in his group said, Oh no, we can't do that. It's, you know, it's been banned by the, by the FDA or something. There's no ban, but somebody at Mike's company, the most freedom-oriented company in the country, probably said read believe some story by something on Google, and so we 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 should have been on their website with our products, but we're not because somebody read some. You know, it's just oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's, to, so. I, 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 go ahead. For two- for tinnitus, because um, I know several people who had it and were able to cure it. So there were a couple of things they did. One, um, like a biofeedback uh, music tapes. Yeah. There, there are like sound therapy. Have you tried that? Okay. Well, to a certain um, extent. Maybe no. not. Maybe I wasn't um, thorough enough. And then, yeah, it is like something that had to be done every single night, um, you know, for a specific time. I, I mean, I didn't do it, but... I, I know a couple of people that really helped. And then there were supplements. I don't know what's in them, but that were really helpful. So I could look at, I'll look into it. Yeah. Well, but I know several people. I've talked to ENT guys. I've talked to, you know, Odo, uh, the, the ears, the ear, the hearing aid people, you know, yeah. and it's, it's not, it's just, it's just annoying. It's not, it's right. not something I can't live with, but it's just, if I could get rid of it, it wouldn't be, that's the only, now I'm trying something right now that uh, okay. my, my herbalist it's a glucogel. And he said, take two capsules of this every day and we'll see how you're doing in a month. So I'm going to try that. It had something to do with softening up something in the, in the, I don't know. Oh, so I don't know. Yeah, That's the one thing I haven't, but I, but again, I haven't been at, I, I need to try the, the, the B17 for other reasons. So I just, I'll have to see. Yeah. Well, it's, I guess I'm going to have to buy some app or, I kept waiting for the bars, but it sounds like I better just get the seeds. Yeah, get the get the well, get the seed meal. That's also a good one. Uh, we 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 during Christmas for whatever reason we were selling it like hotcake because we were talking to people on podcasts about making recipes and letting people know about it. There's a book, uh, this funny book. You'll you'll both get a kick out of it. It's called the Little Cyanide Cookbook. It's <laughs> and it says so. Sorry, ladies, this is not a manual on how to scuttle an overinsured husband. To the contrary, it's a delightful guide for keeping him around and the rest of the family too for many years of health and vigor. Now, I didn't know this book existed maybe 10 years ago, but when I finally found it, I read the inside. Your guy, your research guy, well, he got my, he's amazing. <laughs> if every family could enjoy the meals in this book, we'd soon have no more cancer patients. Let us hasten the day, Dr. John A. Richardson, MD, Albany, California. 
I had no idea my, you know, this book even existed five or 10 years ago. Cause I was, wow. I was a young little boy, uh, but it's got a whole bunch of recipes and you could, you could use the seed meal, which is chock full of uh, vitamin B 17. All we do is press out the oil, which has zero apricot kernel oil has no B 17 or no laetrile. And the, what's left, the seed meal has all the B 17. So it be apricot kernel oil is really good for the skin, the hair and all sorts of things, but it's not, it doesn't have any anti-cancer Yeah. Well, just for the audience, your code is dangerous and that will get you a 10% discount. So awesome. I nice. say that for the people who are listening, not and watching. Not only that, I like to be transparent. Not only that, but instead of advertising with newspapers or, or big media or, or big tech, you know, advertising mm -hmm. on Google or any place else, we spend our advertising dollars, if you call it that, with our friends to help them on their podcasts mm -hmm. and promote their podcasts. So not only are you helping get a discount for yourself, the audience members, by putting in Dangerous, you're also helping Courtney and Dr. Lee on their show, Dangerous Dames, getting the message out there so they can spread the word about what you just talked about you were doing yesterday. There's so many other things. I specialize in this. And this is what I'm an expert at. But all the other great work that patrons are doing, I want to support. So this is my little way to help everybody. And, and I have some podcasters that have done extremely well in supporting their mission by telling people the good news about laetrile and apricot seeds. So it's a win-win. And, and win-win-win. Yeah. And, yes. And 360 win. And tell us the tell us the uh, website again. It's RNC Store, not not Republican National Committee. RNCStore.com. <laughs> Yeah. And we have gotten some funny emails from people that say, if we don't get rid of Rona Daniels, they're never going to support us anymore. So <laughs> I have not those emails. I really have. That so, is funny. But it, my dad came up with this in the 70s. He called it Richardson Nutritional Center RNC. That was before the here. RNC? When, when no, no, it was. He had <laughs> I have proof. I have labels from the early 70s that are totally dated now. But we're, you know, they were rich. Well, wait, could you set. could you please sue the RNC to stop using that name? <laughs> yeah. uh, that would be that would be an uphill battle. Yeah, that'd be funny, though. It would be funny. hilarious. We think you've uh, compromised our copyright. Yeah. Well, Ed, I was at one of the Red Pill Expos and Ed said a couple people came up to him and said, I can't believe you let the RNC come to the Red Pill Expo. <laughs> my sign says RNC. And so, yeah. That's what's so, the problem when you don't read the small print. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. But so, it, John, before we forget, I know you, you had a call right before and you said you were going to save it for. Oh, I just had so a call. Uh, I, you see, that's what I do. I forget whether I said it on air or not, but. Uh, I Rick know. Will, uh, <laughs> that's uh, why I'm bringing it up. Uh, he I do it too. He, he, uh, he's been in this fight for 50 years. He actually sat on Capitol Hill in front of the entire Congress. Man, your husband is amazing. He is. He is. Rick, I just took him for an hour uh, just now. That's a picture of him uh, where it says reset when he was 24 years old at Mayo Clinic. And he actually has written documentation that he was sent home to die from stage four cancer. And he took laetrile and apricot seeds and went the whole dad route. I, I asked him what was the, uh, how many milligrams? He said he did three grams of IV injected once a day during the weekday. And then on Saturdays, they did two, they did six grams of Laetrile and he wiped out his cancer at the time. And he also uh, went into, uh, you know, whole foods eating, um, you know, uh, uh, vegetables and, you know, the whole diet that my dad basically prescribed. And he's 59 years later, 
He's or actually this year will be his 50th year anniversary, 73 of beating cancer. And he looks great and he's a great interview and he's funny, but he started cancer callcenter.com to give people free um, advice about, you know, treating their C word with nutrition and, and uh, apricot seeds, laetrile, same thing. And uh, that was, you know, what we just, we just had that conversation for an hour, which I always loved talking to him. I've seen him over the years. Uh, he told me a story about, you know, my son was about six or eight years old. He had a, a shirt on that said, Laetrile Works, You Bet Your Life, with my dad's name on the back of it. Mm-hmm. And it said, Laetrile Works, You Bet Your Life. And he said, oh, I knew your dad and I know I know your grandfather. And my son said, oh, that's fantastic. And brought him back to the booth. And so this history has been around. Yeah. This story has been around, but nobody knows about it. And there's thousands of people still out there that my dad uh, either treated or helped or learned about this. And they're happy that we're still doing this because Rick says, without your dad, I wouldn't be alive Yeah, uh, because your dad telling the message. So, you know, and he's, he's, he said, was it worth me getting a 49 year extension on my life when they sent me home to die just to try it and go this route? And he said, yes, it was worth it. So now you bring up an interesting point. I've just, I should know this. And I've been trying to have people, I put out a challenge to doctors and I, and people in general, I said, I would like to know, is there anybody without a medical license? So when doctors surrender their medical license, they just, you know, I've been tempted to do this, like burn it like my dad burned his Vietnam draft card at age 65 or something, you know, just to be funny, because he was complaining about the draft being for doctors particularly. But anyway, um, when you don't have a medical license, do they ever come after the people um, in other words, do they, your dad got put into jail, your dad got taken down because he's had a medical license. Now, do, have they ever done that to somebody that didn't have a medical license that was talking about this? Like me, you're saying something like me. Well, they did. There's a gentleman named Jason Vale, uh, who was a uh, arm wrestler. Uh, he was an international arm wrestling star and he was, he was made famous in the nineties, uh, for telling everybody that he cured his own cancer with apricot seeds. And he had a website cuts from God. And he introduced Ty and Charlene Bollinger to the concept mm-hmm. of natural treatment of cancer. They had family members that died. And Jason was a friend of mine who I sold apricot seeds to back then. But we always told him, don't, you know, don't tell, you know, everybody you're curing cancer, just say, you know, apricot seeds. But he, he would collect articles, he collect stories, he collect all this stuff. And he brought his mom involved and he would tell everybody he was on Good Morning America. He was on Inside Edition and they made a spectacle of him. They arrested him. And they, uh, they, uh, took, they didn't take his license cause he didn't have a license, but they arrested him and they couldn't find not one through his entire case. They couldn't find one patient that said that he, that they didn't believe in him or that he sold him a bill of goods or he lied to him or anything. Not one. They couldn't find right. anybody. Down. So they got him. They said, okay, we'll drop this all. If you sign a decree that you'll stop promoting this as a treatment for cancer, you just sign this court decree. We'll let you off. We'll let you go. And you'll be, we'll be, we'll be done with you. Well, Jason, uh, God rest his soul, uh, couldn't stop telling the story. So he started a new company, put it under his mom's name, did something else. And he continued to tell everybody it cures cancer and do all that kind of stuff. So that was what he, he, that was under the, so his charge was the, um, making unfounded claims or something fraud. This is what they do. No charge. Cause I, he's a friend and I have, text messages up to when they killed him. Uh, he, his charge was that he signed a decree saying he would no longer do it. 
and he continued to do it. Okay, so what was his charge though before that? The charge before that was interstate commerce of a, a, you know, a, a, an unapproved FDA drug. You know, they had, they had different things, but they had to drop them all. Right. And little so if he just anybody, hadn't signed that, yeah. What? Yeah. If he little just known, hadn't signed yeah, that. He hadn't signed that. If he got better advice, but little known, he got arrested again, like years after he got out of jail and got arrested again. It was all over the news again. And they were getting ready to drop everything. But they found a way to get him into the hospital over something he had going on, and they prevented him from getting his uh, Lantro. And his, I was shipping it to him, and they were confiscating him. And I have proof of that via text. And the last time I texted him, he said, "I'm in pain. I have a growing tumor. I can't breathe. It's you know something along those lines." And they he died. He died in that hospital. And you know they were avoiding. So they basically killed him. Uh, because he had to keep, it's not, you know, lateral, if you believe in it, if you believe the science, it's not something you can just take. And then it's, you can, you know, it's not like you can drink water, cure your thirst and never drink water again. It's not a cure because it, you, it's something your body needs to fight it off. And Jason believed that my dad believed that and Griffin believed that and many other doctors believe that. But if, if once he cured it with that, my dad said, once you, you get it wiped out, you have to stay on 500 to a thousand a day. Whereas if you're preventing it, if you're doing 100 to 200 milligrams a day, my dad felt that was plenty because we get about one milligram in a normal diet. So Jason was a, a, a perfect example of somebody that proved that he cured his own. They put him in jail, wouldn't let him have it, Got came back, got out of jail, got back into it, kept selling it. They arrested him again, put him in the hospital, stopped him from having it, and he died of cancer. Yeah, so that's what, you can and tell that, that story a lot of different ways. Again, I'm it goes sorry. along with parasites. See, the problem is it's keeping it in check, but it doesn't necessarily kill them. So if you combine this with some ivermectin, you got the perfect solution probably. Well, but, I agree. I take yeah. ivermectin. I, yeah. I, eat, I eat 48 apricots a day, and I take ivermectin about once every two weeks. I use the horse paste, which I grew up on a farm, and some of the best medicine was reserved for, reserved for animals. DMSO is reserved only for animals. Yeah. You could only get it at the veterinarian clinic. My dad said some of the best medicines uh, – uh, some of the best uh, antibacterials were reserved only for animals and and, and uh, ivermectin is one of those. So that scam never worked with me that, oh, you're taking horse uh, dewormer. Yeah. It comes off the same Also, aren't they more, aren't they more uh, sensitive to uh, medications? So it it's, has to actually be a higher grade. That's, I, I heard that. Well, there's, I, I don't know. I don't know. I take the one that's horse paste. I proudly yeah. take it. It's certainly not worse. My argument is these psychopaths care, care more about their resources than they do us. Yeah, if they could, if they could get $500 per capsule of ivermectin uh, still, they would be promoting it as a treatment for whatever it was. If they get $5,000, they'd even treat, promote it more. But they can only get like the dollar <laughs> exactly right. five dollars, and you know it's marked up to ninety dollars or something, just because it's so hard to get, and it's you know it's right. still cheap, you know. So sure, I went to the I went to the the horse place in my local place in Northern California and bought out five or six boxes, and then two or three weeks later, they were asking the the people at the front desk to ask people to prove they owned horses in order to get the horse paste. It was it was ridiculous. Yeah. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. wow. But yeah. I still have it. I, I have a tube here someplace. You know, I, I have it in my medicine cabinet. And with, with the horse paste, you only need to take about that much because that's for, a, you know, this much is for a 500 or a thousand pound right. horse, you know? Yeah, I, I know people who get capsules and then put 
the horse paste into capsules. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I use the ivermectin. Just make it easier. It's just it's cheaper than, than you know, and I know it's safe. It doesn't it doesn't yeah. matter. An antibacterial on a horse's arm is the same as what you would use on you know they're. Well, here's an Iowa story. Sure. Well, here's an Iowa story about animals. So, so when COVID came around, they they tested some hog. I mean, we're a big hog market here, so they tested some hog processing, pig processing uh, area, and one guy tested quote positive for COVID. Now, you know, we know the tests are all fake, but nonetheless, that was enough to get them to shut everything down. As you can see, they're trying to starve us, so they they shut the whole thing down. Well, but now you got all these farmers out here with all their pigs ready to go to market and they don't have any place to process it. So one guy said, well, you know, screw this idea. And he just had a nice big barn and he set it up to do pig pig processing. He hired the guys that got laid off from these, you know, it was a bunch, it was a bunch of a lot of Mexicans and stuff that were seasonal workers, but they were, they were working this other place and now they didn't have a job. So they were in trouble too. So he goes and gets them, hires them and he gives them during the height of COVID, he gives them a, like a dose of ivermectin every week. Nobody got sick and all the pigs got processed. Now I think that's, and, and I got to say that is a model of how we, how we operate. We just, we just um, ignore the, the, it's like the hospitals. We're going to make them irrelevant. As you said, it's for surgery, but it's not for all this other stuff. We're going to make these, these people that are doing this, we're going to make them irrelevant. And we that's, are. that we is are. what 2024 I think is about. I agree. And, and it's, it's each step, even getting away from Amazon or getting away from watching. I don't watch Fox news or CNBC or in, in this. Yeah. I don't watch it for fun or like even to watch laugh at them anymore. I used to watch CNN to laugh at them. Literally. <laughs> uh, it's hilarious. Or like I could watch a comedy show or I could yeah. just watch CNN. Watch yeah. <laughs> acting where they're so stupid. They're so ridiculous. And they're like, I would laugh at the idiocy of people that believed what they were saying. That's the funny part. Cause they just lie. Anyway, I support this kind of media. I'd much yeah. rather watch Thank someone you. send me a podcast from Russell Brand or, you know, Alex Jones or, you know, the, 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 the uh, whatever it is, I'm more likely to watch it than any other, you know, uh, person out there. And so that's why I think you guys are going to be a tremendous success. And, and I hope Chris uh, helps you do that through the Patriot TV platform, which is just another way to get your word out there. And with it being mm-hmm. backed by uh, the Western Journal, you know, it's, Floyd Brown's a good guy, a good American hero. Could he's Christian? Great. He's a great guy. Uh, yeah. You know, he's not gonna money's not gonna buy him out. It could have long time ago if he was a bad guy. He, you know, uh, Ed Griffin. You can't buy him either. You know, uh, doesn't matter. Trust me, money doesn't matter to him. It's just it, it's about the the message. There's there's my my other hero besides my father, and his wife is my hero too. And she she won't allow me to interview her on live anything. I have interviews with her. But I promised on my on my word, as close as I am with her, that I can't uh, show those until after she passes. So oh. that, that's how private of a person Pat is. She's just an amazing, wonderful. She's woman. so sweet. But she yeah, is, she's oh, awesome. She's, she is. A, she is what makes this world go. I have a funny story. We were at a Red Pill Expo, and someone came to say, "Mama's gone. Mama's gone." And, and, and it was it was one of Ed's uh, employees. Who's Mama? I didn't ever heard her call that. It was Pat. She had got frustrated with Ed to not take her to mass to church that she just took off with one of the customers at the Red Pill Expo and went to church and no one knew what church she was at. So we were all panicking. Well, you know, an hour later, she rides back with this American person 
it was one of Ed's fans that brought her back, but that, <laughs> that's how committed, Pat, even at a Red Pill Expo. Oh, yeah, uh, there's our there's our December Expo. Yeah, that was great. Uh, and that was great. Be, it's coming back to Iowa again. And uh, Mickey, I have a little um, little email here from Gia Griffin I got in December that I framed. It's all about how Ed, Mickey, and Melanie Martin are 100% behind Operation World Without Cancer and let's do this, John, let's change the world. And I haven't even got the time to get back with Ed to say, how are we gonna do this? <laughs> you know? But there's Operation World Without Cancer. When I say, how are we gonna do this? I'm talking about the, the legal structure and things like that. Right. We started this, we just said, okay, let's do this. There's all these people out there that have natural answers to the C word. Let's not make it about one company, RNC. Let's make it about every company that sells any nutritional product or knows any nutritional modality, including HCA, you know, uh, hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin or the rest. And uh, so that's where we're at. Sorry, that makes for good, makes for good for TV or good uh, podcasting for me to stand up in the middle of it. But, you know, <laughs> it would be nice if everybody got together, all the, the you know, the, the all these companies that do supplements like Life Extension Foundation and, yeah. you know, uh, the herb, various different herbalists, all these different companies. And and you did, you guys did what the, um, my friends at the uh, Liberty Pastors did, okay, with Matt Staver. You know, they're, they're, theoretically, they, they threatened churches that if you, if you speak the words of liberty and politics in your in your pulpit, oh, we're coming and taking your tax, you know, deferment away. Well, yep. so these guys just decided, okay, we're going to challenge that, and they all started doing it. And they yep. all at once they started they they started out with only about six of them, but they preached a sermon of liberty and politics, and they and they uh, they they not only they made a video of it, all these churches, and then they made a, 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 a they transcribed it, they sent it to the IRS, they never heard anything. And then the next year, like 30 of them did it. And then the next year, 150 did it. And after a few years of this, I guess Matt Staver got a call from somebody at the IRS and said, okay, we have to admit, we really can't do that. We can't take away your tax deferment. That's a constitutional guarantee for churches. So anyway, the point I'm making is what would happen? You see, this is how we're going to do, how we're going to have to ultimately stand up. When one guy stands up, it's like the one nail sticks up and gets its head popped down. But if all of these companies just one day said, okay, today we're going to change what we say on our websites and we're all going to say, we cure blah, 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 blah. You know, pick one, start saying cure, start putting the cure word out. Or we are treating these things, okay? We're not just, you know, we're treating cancer with this. We're treating the, and just let them, And what will they do? See, you can't come after everybody. Right. It's, I know it's hard yeah. because a lot of people just don't have the courage to do it, but it's too bad because the pastors did have the courage to do it. And that's just well, going to put it to an end. Dr. Eric Naputi is the one to be yeah. honest with you, yeah. that got fired up on this whole Operation World of Cancer because he did an hour long meeting that he allowed me to tape with my staff. And we were talking about all these different things. And he said, John, we're going to spread the word of B17 without people even knowing it. We're going to Trojan horse it in my, in my vitamin supplement line and call it B, B complex and B blended B-complex, he said, John, think limitlessly. And that's what got Operation World Without Cancer launched to be even to take it to G. Edward Griffin. So yes, there is, he is, and the wellness company, we've been talking to them, putting it in, in, in products. And I know there's scuttle about the wellness company and Dr. McCullough and things. There's all, all this infighting, but we don't care. We don't care what political persuasion yeah. you are. We don't care what religious persuasion you are. We want the truth of medicine to be out there. And uh, these are the people so far have said, you know, you could put me on your website saying I support Operation World Without Cancer. 
Uh, and yeah. so we're just just starting. You know, we're just starting this Dr. Terry Bidet, a, another great doctor that's lot that's given up her license and uh, is uh, is is finding a career in helping people. And I think she's an amazing woman. I do her podcast as well. No, so these are some things of people and the podcasts I've been on and things. So um, it's it's exciting. The time is right. And what you said about the pastor standing up, my pastor of my church in Scottsdale, Arizona, stood up on stage two weeks ago and told the audience of another packed house that he grew five times the size during COVID that I don't believe COVID is real. <laughs> he said that to our, to our audience. I thought, if I woken up in some you know, alternative reality and he is the pastor for the Phoenix mm-hmm. Cardinals and the pastor for the, the Phoenix Cardinals, the football teams, and they have professional athletes mm-hmm. come in. We're breaking through. And he mm-hmm. said that at church, it gave me chills. And like, he, he he's not political at all. He mm-hmm. put up there and tell the truth, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So I, 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 I'm excited about so many things and, and it's a, we know we're in a battle and we know we're going to take some hits, but we're going to also get some victories and we're going to, uh, and you two ladies are doing amazing things and you continue to do amazing things. And, and Courtney, I, you, you are, you, you know, blowing up everywhere I, I hear about you. And, and I think it's a lot to do with your technical advisor behind the scenes. that comes yeah. <laughs> Keep plugging him. Yeah. yeah. Also, you, you, you have a fantastic name everywhere you you are well respected and everybody loves you as well and i know chris uh would want to talk to you both about helping support mm-hmm. permissions further through through yeah. uh, financial uh support from the networks and then so she she wanted me to make sure that i mentioned that to you guys that, mm-hmm. that she'll be reaching out to you to help help any way she can because awesome. she believes in what we're in what she's it's like a win-win situation in our relationship we believe in what both of us are doing uh, right. truth and yeah truth and medicine uh, those you can't get two more important subjects, except maybe truth and finances. That's that's probably one that's up there as well. So. And they're connected, right? They are. They're all connected. They're all connected. Anything, yeah. that, anything that makes control of us little guys, they all want to keep the control. And money and, and, and news and health are all right. very controlling. Intertwined. I, I really yeah, think there's – oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say about when you were talking about the uh, uh, licenses, it's really interesting. I won't, I won't mention any, but I do have a friend who, uh, she's not a medical doctor at all. Uh, she was a, a counselor, and the health board is going after her. She actually gave up her license. She didn't want to be uh, even involved with the AMA at all and had hung up her license and uh, decided to be a coach instead, and uh, they're still coming after now, her. Now, wait a minute. What's her spe- is she a physician, or is she what is she? No, she's a she's a coach. She's a life coach, uh, but she works with a lot of uh, SRA survivors. Right, um, but the, but that doesn't. So the AMA has nothing to do with her. What what I mean is she a psychologist or a psych? She's not a psychologist. Well, she was a mental health counselor, but she okay, uh, and left that was when that she was field. licensed. Tell her yeah, she was medical... That's what I'm saying. She actually gave up her license, and they're still coming after Can her. You tell so... her to get one of those medical protection. I can't know what they're called, but like five o. One, whatever. Yeah, I, I have. I know lots of doctors, lots of natural. I know they're doing it, but you're still in bed with the government. But what you can do is yeah. the Constitution guarantees you privacy within a private club. You can just yeah, be. That's a, right, that's right, man. You I'm can sorry, just start your own private club. Don't go through the tax laws. Private don't, membership don't, association. Right? Yeah, exactly. you can just 
just just but don't do something that requires you to file a tax to return i don't think that's the answer here we have to step out of babylon but you can just you can have everybody come in they sign a thing that i'm a member of this private association i understand it's totally voluntary and whatever you want to put in there but then you're you're outside of there but my question is so is the board that's is it a board that's coming after her or it is it's a board, the board that she was yeah. previously licensed with yeah. Okay, cause, because yeah. I'm going to tell you, they don't have the authority to do that. She, I don't know how they're doing it. I'd love to talk to her because this would is- you, I'll put you in touch. I would she love would to talk to, to her. Have some, yeah. I don't have enough expertise. Because this is a big me. issue for me legally it right is. now. I mean, I'm working on this because I think this is how we take them down is to prove that they're corporations and they have no authority, no jurisdiction. They admit it sometimes. Like they, they, sometimes. Claim, they claim that they subpoena people. They're not really. You can't, they can't do a legal subpoena. They claim that they can do certain things. But my experience so far has been every doctor I know, every MD that I know, that turned in voluntarily when they were not being invested, they just turned in their medical license and then they went out and did things. Nobody ever came after them again. Everything stops. If they're coming after you and you turn in your license voluntarily, everything stops. But also I have not been able to find a doctor. And I'm, if you're out there, contact me, you know, come, yeah. you know, you can find me at medicalrebel.com. Just go to the, the contact thing. Um, that, that somebody who relinquished their license and then did a private thing and, and people came after them. You know, so this is not, yeah. this is different than the guy who pretends to be a psychologist or pretends right. to be a physician and then goes out and falsely advertises themselves. That is a different story. We're talking about competent people that have a medical degree or have a degree in psychology or whatever. They're well-trained people that just decide yeah. we're not going to play under your false narrative because we didn't use yeah. to license these people and we didn't use to license physicians. And even yeah. Milton Friedman said sure. we shouldn't license physicians. Exactly. And I'll just, since this is, we're not using names, but it was really funny. I, I remember uh, the time when the person was deciding they didn't want to be uh, licensed anymore was, uh, of course, they went super woke and told them that they had to tell uh, their patients uh, that they had white privilege and thin privilege. And they, <laughs> they had white now, they had what white kind of privilege? privilege and thin privilege. White privilege and, and thin privilege. Yes. And this person was like, I'm not really sure how this is relevant or going to help my patients. And <laughs> like, yeah. how is this? Yeah. This is such, well, it's, and, it's and like you know, the other thing, world. I'll tell you another example is what we learned from COVID. So mm -hmm. I had Robert Owens, if you know who he was, he was the JBS lawyer for a long time. Constitutional guy used to write the constitutional quarter quarter and had these videos when, when people, were having trouble getting a religious exemption. They didn't know how to get an exemption of these vaccines. I had him come on my podcast and he did a beautiful expose. It was funny. It was entertaining. 30 minutes on how to do this. And then I took notes. How do you do it? Step one, two, three, four, five. Everybody that did what he said got their exemption. Now what they, what we, cause he has said, we have a video, not me, but them. They had a video showing the, the, the Biden lawyers in in they were they were on camera but they didn't maybe realize it and they were saying yeah you know if people stand top dead center they know how to do it on a religious exemption there's nothing we can do we can push them we can bully them we can try and try and try and trick them but if they know how to do it we can't get around that that's what's happening i think in some of these cases and that's why i'm saying that once and they do it for the stalinist tactic of making everybody afraid and so yep, if we exactly. can break that down, then all of the stuff we're talking about and the limits on, on Laetril and all this stuff, nobody has to be afraid anymore because these guys are out of their jurisdiction. They're not acting 
even they're not acting lawfully, but they're actually not even acting by their own legal code sometimes. Well, Tom, Tom Renz uh, is a good friend of Dr. Eric Naputi and, and Tom also, we've had several hour long conversations and he's fired up about going after the medical establishment for Laetrile and other natural treatments that they've, that he says, I've got documents and records, John, we're going to go after them. Just keep collecting. And he's another one that's motivated me to fly up red eye flight at six in the morning yesterday and, and come back at midnight to, to find this cache of, of cases and files and books and videos of, of people that have got all this history that that's been uh, censored and, and we're not going to stand for it anymore. And, and yeah. what you just said, a lot of times they get these people, these poor people like your friend to, to sign a document or, or bully them into saying that they'll come to a hearing or just, we just want you as a volunteer hearing you know, come down, but you got to sign this document. And, and now you're in the system. Now you they have jurisdiction. Yep. Whereas before, if they had good advice, they wouldn't have just like Jason Bale. I, yeah. I you know, the worst thing he did was, you know, sign a decree that said he wouldn't say the truth anymore. And Dr. Naputi got sued for half a trillion dollars. They, well, yeah, yeah. you know, Thomas friends. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We all know each other, but we don't realize we know each other. It's like, I have pictures and hang out with Tom with my attorney buddy in San Diego and uh, Tom mm-hmm. didn't remember meeting me. So, but you know, he meets thousands and thousands of people and you know, it, it, it's just funny with the timing. We all seem to know each other, but we don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it takes like this guy's thanks to, uh, anyway, I picked you out of the, uh, she had a picture of you and the, and the doctor, mm-hmm. uh, the whole group. I picked you out before you came on. So in uh, DC. Yeah. In DC. Yeah. <laughs> I got a chance yeah. to talk to Simone Gold uh, for about an hour, and her right-hand woman, her uh, her chief medical officer, I uh, can't remember her name, sweet lady, amazing Christian woman, she gave up her license or lost it either way, and they're fighting the battle, and they believe in Laetrile, and, and we're talking about them putting it in their supplement line, and she they understand yeah. the stories just like COVID, you know, just like the COVID vaccine or the COVID treatment scams. Laetrile's just another natural substance we should be able to tell everybody to be taking as a preventative you know you take vitamin c every day you might as well take vitamin d and vitamin e and, and vitamin b17 yeah yeah absolutely absolutely yeah, yeah. I agree. don't forget the uh, dangerous is your discount code for 10 percent. oh off. yes dangerous yes. which dangerous. is kind of ironic here this is not our your stuff is not dangerous but we are <laughs> okay yeah, just so to be clear I, I, I don't mind well, it. Well, it is dangerous. It's dangerous to the establishment. Right. It's that's dangerous. That's, that's to dangerous. The Your stuff is dangerous to the cancer industry. I'm, I'm dangerous to their, their pocketbook. But if they if they really realize that I have so many stories, but if they really realize that they just changed the, the dynamics, people will still pay doctors. They'll still pay people to help them learn about uh, things that work and don't kill them. Uh, you know, the, the whole medical game is, 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 is slanted against the person that's being treated. That's the last person they care about. When they're supposed to be the first person to come out, you don't have. Yeah. If you give up your rights when you go to the hospital. They just they take, they run roughshod over you. You're you're getting things injected in you and done to you that you don't even know what's happening. And you're supposed to have all this freedom here, but we don't once we walk in those hospital doors. So there is a new thing coming. There is a new thing, and I'll tell you. I got to tell you a story about that because you're right. People don't want to go to hospitals now. I trained at the University of Rochester in New York, and I get their quarterly medical little blurb about you know. Their obituary, how many of us have died, and uh, articles people have written, and whatever. Okay, the main yeah. big cover story is 
making the hospital relevant. In other words, here is, and, and I'll tell you, Strong Memorial Hospital, at the time I was a medical student in the 70s, uh, it, was a, it was the largest hospital under one roof in the world. I had the, alter, I had the opportunity, I, I trained at the two world's largest hospitals. Balboa Naval Hospital was the largest hospital under multiple buildings. But in one building, it was Strong Memorial. Like, I think that's kind of funny. But in any case, they're have, now they're, they must be running scared because they've got this big article about how we're going to make ourselves relevant going into the future. They always thought they were the big dogs on the block. They were always relevant. But suddenly, we've got to talk about being relevant, you know. Well, start by not poisoning I, I people telling you, the truth. I have to tell you, uh, line the third line down, and there will be a point here. He received, under my dad's uh, biography, he received a doctorate of medicine from the University of Rochester School of Medicine and completed his internship plus a fellowship in medicine at the Mary Imogene Bassett Hospital, Cooperstown, New York. Now, what year did you graduate medical school? Uh, I believe 1950. No, 19. Uh, he he uh, got his license to practice in 1954 in California. So it was 19. 40, maybe 1949, 40, 1950. He, that would be funny because, you know, if it's 1949, he might have been my dad's classmate at Rochester. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? That's, that's. I don't know if your, your dad must have, my dad would have been 100 years old this year. Oh, yeah. My dad so, was born in 1905, so he was one of the older people in the classroom, but he was okay, an well, MD. My dad was 22. My dad would have been a whippersnapper. Right. Uh, no, he, he well, my dad. My dad already had been a dentist and a PhD in biochemistry. And he, he used to make the joke. He went to medical school to learn more about whole body physiology. Like I say, he did a, about how teeth calcium. So he was in dental research while he was, while he was going to medical school. And he said, yeah, the only course they didn't make me take was biochemistry since I had a PhD in it. They didn't He quoted famously, I had a week long class uh, for nutrition that's what my extent of my nutritional education at University of Rochester. And the teacher let us out early on Thursday and Friday. We just skipped it and had like, you know, snacks or something. That was, that was their week. That was his entire education on, on nutrition at University of Rochester. Well, so, I say that too. I say, you know, I think I had a lecture on nutrition, but I can't remember it. <laughs> you know? But honestly, in all fairness, you know, the University of Rochester Strong Memorial, it's been one of the premier training facilities. And I did have a great medical education. I'm not here to badmouth them because the, the problem is it was the drug company's involvement. The doctors that I trained with, I mean, we were taught physiologic thinking about disease. We were taught really how to do a history that that was so important. We were taught how to do the exam. What's happened in the age of COVID is they've abandoned all those principles because big pharma has driven this whole show now for the last 30 years. And that's the sad thing. It, it didn't used to be that way. I, I was very proud of being a Rochesterian. And I think, you know, your dad got an excellent education. But the problem is what they've done to these places. And now, but at least, you know, the problem is when they write these articles that they're going to become relevant, they're probably going to become woke relevant. They're not going to really understand what they did to cause the problem. And the, that what they did was they got in bed with the government. They took away people's individual liberties they treated them like shit to be honest and they just got in the habit of 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 taking the word of these third party people yeah your class it it used to be world class care i just don't know what's going on now yeah and and well, i gotta say they built a huge dad, cancer center so I, it was the best thing ever you know as a kid had your dad being a doctor because you got fixed for everything you know like i mean i don't I had a crick on my neck where I couldn't turn my neck. And next thing I know, my dad's giving me a shot and I'm, I can move it all over the place, you know? So it was the greatest thing ever. 
uh, it was never, you know, my dad was, had amazing bedside manner. He would, when he walked in the room, he lit the place up. He was, he was, uh, on the honor court and uh, undergrad. He was a three sport athlete. What I was always very proud of university of Rochester still am. I went yeah. visited when they had the Clay Clark event in Rochester, New York. It was it was not it was in Batavia or something. I was like going to say why? Yeah, you guys were in Batavia. Uh, Brian yeah, we Hardis, had to go to why are we, we not in Rochester. Rochester? We had to fly. But anyway, uh, I'm very proud of my father. Uh, extremely proud, and he looks over me every day. And I have the screensaver, and he pops into the screensaver like a ghost every once in a while when I do it. <laughs> the funniest thing: his face pops in behind the you know the thing that's behind you sometimes. Anyway. So now he, wait a minute. When you said it was so great having a doctor, so my mother was also a nurse that trained at Rochester. But but the problem is, I could never uh, lie my way out of being sick to go to school. Did you have that problem? Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. We. Yeah, absolutely. And the other problem is, you only you never got the thing, the treats that all the other kids got. You you know you didn't get the the sugary cereals and the uh, you know the white bread, or you didn't get you know all everything. My dad. Yeah, was I didn't get that stuff either. Yeah, no, you weren't allowed to eat any of the garbage. Uh, so that was always unfair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate you being on with us today. This yeah. has really been great. And, uh, yeah, it's been fun. I, I, that's, why I'm, that's why I'm so excited. Because the work that you are doing and the work that I'm doing in our own fields is changing things. It's changing things. And, and we're, just, we're just three of us, but there's thousands and thousands of people just like us that we don't even know about out there doing totally. their thing. That's yeah. what we have to do. Yeah, that's what we have to do, and I, sure. so yes, it's 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 a pleasure to get to tell the story to your audience and and support each other, and let's continue to do it any chance we can. I'd like to do that. Yeah, and thanks well, for being thank so dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. This this is definitely not a not not going to be mainstream news. And uh, dangerous yeah, dude. I'll make it, my daughter has a T-shirt company. I'll get dangerous dude. So I can, so I can be like a fan fan club. We're Dangerous. working on t-shirts. Yeah, we are working on t-shirts. My daughter has her own company. She's brilliant. She's done every piece of marketing that I have. She got her degree from. Okay. She can uh, she do our t-shirts? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Big go touchdown. There you go. We need what? the team human t-shirt also. Yeah. So we we'll, get, we'll have to talk to your daughter. Did, she's, we she's have to talk to your wife and your daughter. Well, my daughter, she just, she loves uh, that side, but she's also a patriot. She's also raised uh, awesome. good from wrong, right from wrong, not, never vaccinated. None of my kids, none of our 11 kids have ever been vaccinated, any vaccine. Wow. Can you imagine Amazing. that? Nice. Amazing. Humans in the United States with 11 kids combined and no vaccines and, and went to public school. My kids played college athletics and I just didn't take, they said, John, you got to show up with a vaccine card. I said, Okay. I would, okay. And I'd go the next day. Okay. Okay. All right. You know, and then California didn't allow the, uh, the, 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 you know, medical or they didn't allow the religious exemption. I just kept saying, okay, I was waiting for him to tell me I'd take my kids home. I knew I'm going to sue somebody if they tell me I have to take my kids out of school for something that I've never had before. So I, it, right. I they're never, see, there's another bluff. They don't, they can't afford to have all these people take their kids out of school that aren't vaccinated because it's dollars per head. That's yeah, dollars no, per that's head true. per day, and so they call it, it truancy. Yeah, in yeah. Iowa, you would lose. They, the, my little school would lose twelve thousand dollars if some kid got jerked out by their parents because of a vaccine. So they're never going to. They're going to roll. You know, until they they might make a few people an example, but in general, they won't. They won't be doing that if everybody yeah, stands together on that. I just don't. I just don't accept it. Uh, don't ever. And if some, I heard somebody say one time, just don't. Just don't police yourself. Don't be your own policeman. I mean, it's one That's thing if they show up with guns to try to inject you, 
then you got to make a decision. But there's nobody yeah. showing up with guns. They're just telling you you can't do this or that. And yeah. and most of the people that stuck up for the rights are now very happy they did. Or I'd say 100% yeah. of the people that stuck up for the rights are very happy they did. It, yeah. It's like, it's like a Maoist struggle session. They want us to all engage in auto critique <laughs> so that they don't have to punish us. They, they, yeah. they, they expect that we'll just do it ourselves. Yeah. yeah. So if we don't, then then they're in trouble. So, yeah, their whole bluff gets called. So. Well, this is why we're at the Dangerous Dean. Thank you so much for being here. And uh, thank you everybody for watching and listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.